coming to you from various places around the world. This is the Global Exhibitor Podcast, the podcast designed to help exhibitors succeed internationally. To, to me, the friends that I have made all over, both private and in business, that's something that, you know, yeah. is bigger than what the money can, can, can buy. Your host for the Global Exhibitor Podcast is Jeff Hanna, a designer, entrepreneur, business strategist, industry thought leader, and student of world cultures based in the United States. Here's your host, Jeff Hanna. I'm so honored today to be sitting with a longtime friend of mine, Mr. Benedict So, who is the chairman and co-founder of Kingsman Creatives based in Singapore at their global headquarters here. We're doing this live broadcast today. Um, For those of you who may not know his background, uh, it's extensive. He's quite well known in the industry. He has been honored with a number of awards, including the Hazel Hayes Award and the Government of Singapore Tourism Board recently honored him with a Lifetime Achievement Award. He has made tremendous contributions to many associations in our industry. His experience is very inspirational, so I'm looking forward to talking with him and sharing that with all of you guys. Ben, it's good to have you on the show. Good seeing you. Welcome to Singapore. Thank you. It's good to be here again. It's been a few years. Yeah. Hard to believe. Anyway, years ago, I remember hearing you talk about, you were giving a talk somewhere in the U.S. to an association industry audience, and you said something to the effect of, uh, it's not each of our companies that we're really competing against it's other forms of media that we have to compete against is that kind of capture what you said or can you elaborate on that a little bit yes uh, you see yearly our clients have a fixed budget which will be allocated to different media mm. and therefore how in the exhibit industry or in the face face marketing industry how do we prove to the client that we give we provide the best ROI and this is the reason why I'm saying look you know there is a traditional media there's digital media Uh, they are all the different platforms they are all our competitors so amongst ourselves collectively those who are in the face to face marketing communication we, we ought to understand that together we are stronger we are able to provide better value yeah vis-a-vis all the other media combined yeah i know from other conversations we've had even last night that you're seeing the return of trade shows and exhibitions pretty strongly for this year is that right Mm -hmm. yes yes things are definitely coming back uh, and but there are challenges on the operation side there's always the labor shortages you find you find that uh, different people who have been been uh, kind of get out of the industry during the last two years it take a while for them to to come back yeah yeah, in the meantime, yes, there is, uh, there is definite uh, improvement in the, in the take-up rate 
of trade shows and and many events are being staged. Yeah, that's good. You still have like a restriction. Chinese can't come here, I think, because they they can't leave the country, basically. Right. Yes. So some of that. I guess is impacting, but other countries but, not so much. But truly, it is not like every event will go a V shape back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Like three years ago. Yeah. Uh, it will take a while uh, for the next one two years to crank up and and be uh, be more more of a normal again. Mm-hmm. Right now, it is uh, Recranking up the engine, and, yeah. but but it's positive overall. That's good. I'm seeing that also all around the world, basically, which is exciting and good to see for the industry. Because you know, there was talk about trade shows are going to go away permanently or whatever, be replaced by virtual and those kind of things. But I don't think either one of us believe that's ever going to really be the case. Uh, de- definitely not. Trade show will evolve. Trade show has been evolving, uh, but of course now with the the improvement of technology, where we have kind of using technology to supplement the traditional face to face marketing communication, but. Also, uh, I see the, the the trend in big name brands where they do their own their own event. They stage their own introduction of new uh, product or launch new product launches, for example. Uh, virtually uh, they, or in face to face. Face to face, they actually invite their own value clients mm. to the event for a special. Period. I mean, yeah. a, a period of one two days. Then, before they open up to the public, so it's very dedicated. It is more, should I say, more more targeted, more scientific in the way the, the our clients spend their marketing dollar. But the face to face platform is still definitely there. Yeah. In addition to that, they have the other uh, added features. Like uh, entertainment, uh, like uh, F&B, mm-hmm. all featured within that event. Yeah, but they can control this better than they can maybe at a regular trade show, I suppose. Uh, yes, if it's on their own, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, for us, especially the last two years during COVID uh, period. We have many uh, high-end minds in the fashion industry mm-hmm. who exclusively launch their own uh, range of products. Okay. And, and they, they have been doing very well, actually. That's good. Yeah. During those launches, yeah. Speaking of evolution of the industry, you've been in the industry a number of years. How have you seen it change over time, and where do you see it going now? Well, uh, over over the years, of course, uh, quality. First of all, quality of uh, production, quality of finishes. In the past, it was uh, the difference between permanent retail interiors or permanent fitouts in shops and and uh, offices compared to trade show booths. 
there was there were very differences in terms of quality yeah but uh, as the years moved on actually the treasure industry has improved tremendously mm-hmm. in terms of quality finishing sometimes you can hardly tell the difference between uh, permanent interior finish and and at least the, the surface uh, yeah. of, of a treasure finishing that you can see is uh, of of equal quality uh, the second the second change i notice is as time passes there were new inventions on audiovisual and lighting light and sound mm-hmm. so less of the hard stuff i mean hardboard panels and 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 building a castle building they yeah. do it very simple and the images are being projected using audiovisual yeah. and you know you have uh, the led panels these right. days is amazing yeah, yeah it is so that's mm-hmm. the new new dimension is uh, very much into audiovisual yeah we talked a little bit last night too about sustainability and Sarah is working on sustainability as part of a committee within IFAS I believe so do you see that potentially having some impact on the industry definitely yeah uh, I, I think all businesses uh, both individuals and businesses will be impacted by the fact that everyone is concerned about climate changes you know yeah uh, global warming and all mm-hmm. so definitely we all in the industry have to pay attention starting with design and the materials that we introduce that we use mm-hmm. and how we recycle how we reuse there will be a evolutionary change i would say it won't be a sudden seismic change slowly but surely we yeah. all going to have to take sustainability very seriously yeah. yeah i agree i think it's it rose to the surface as a big concern globally in in every industry yeah. not only ours but manufacturing and everything else the cultural perspective would you say that business generally is conducted differently within asian countries versus say the us or europe i i don't know it's, it's really uh with today's communication everybody is watching uh tv internationally uh, everybody gets the same information So in terms of perception of what is good what is uh, quality what is right actually the lines of differences have been blurred mm. more and more it's becoming uh, all into one yeah one platform actually mm. interesting all are facing challenges getting new people into the industry because of covid and all of that pandemic stuff and i'm involved in a number of initiatives also with edpa and so on mm-hmm. 
to help generate new people into the industry and, and awareness. If, if you were talking to some people outside of the industry, you know, what excites you the most about being in this industry that, that they might want to hear that would inspire them to be part of it? I mean, the industry is very, very uh, engaging from the point of as an individual who practices face-to-face -face marketing communication, whether you are in the design department, whether you're in project management, you are in sales, you are actually focusing on what the client needs. So first and foremost, you have to want to do a good job, quality job. You have to appreciate good aesthetics, good design, fine finishing, and you have to see that the client is happy with the services that you provide. You have to enjoy the fact that you rather receive a thank you rather than a complaint from the client <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, we all work very hard. Uh, in the early days, I always say at the end of a big project, we all have a get together and have a little celebration. Yeah. So this is something that we look forward to appreciation from the client and appreciation of happy happily working together it is hard work but you know the joy of seeing something built from the flat ground and become a, a a big monument a big castle over a couple of days is amazing yeah you know? yeah that's neat so really that must excite those people who are or those of us who are involved in the industry. It's a fun industry, I think. At the end of the day, you got to appreciate the excitement yeah. of getting it done and, and building stuff. You see it in front of your eyes that it's being built, yeah. become a monument within a few days. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of that, um, I know that uh, you've done a lot of big projects. Kingsman has done a lot of big projects. I don't know if it's the largest project you did, but uh, it's a pretty big one, the castle at Universal Studios. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, uh, theme park was an industry that was uh, relatively new to us 12, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so we did lots of research and uh, we ensure that outdoor stuff that we build, the materials that we use can last the next 50 years, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and also, most importantly, the design development, we get expertise from overseas, from Japan, from the US. We've, we had a team of design developers when we got the uh, concept from the client which is Universal Studios. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the whole foundation was to ensure that we are on the right footing, that we, we develop the design elements which is suitable for building. We ensure that whatever materials or whatever methodologies that we use are appropriate and it can last yeah. Weather elements that's outdoors, you know. Yeah, but there was a big project. 
Yeah, we we had a three-year project kind of. Yeah, yeah. So it was was uh, was a big, massive team of people. Glad to be finished when it was over. I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's neat. Actually, from my hotel room, I could see it this morning looking out. So that was yeah. kind of neat. Yeah, it's, uh, we we had about hundred million dollars worth of uh, business. Other than the castle, we did quite a few other uh, parcels in there. So the company has grown since the beginning, obviously Kingsman, and it's quite large. I would say it's, if not the largest one of the very largest in Asia in our industry. Talk a little bit about where you have offices and what are some of the complexities of managing operations in all the different countries that you have? We have 20 uh, offices in, in 20 cities uh, all over Asia and uh, Middle East. The most challenging is to ensure that when a client gave us a job, we must ensure that from end to end it is well executed. You know, uh, whether we get it through our Singapore office or say through our Beijing or Seoul offices, they must come up equally good. And so in order to ensure that we achieve good standards, we have our get-together twice a year among the directors and once a year the second echelon senior operation directors and designers. So we, we discuss issues like what is the trend, what the clients looking for, and uh, our competitors, and also uh, operational efficiency. So, so things, stuff like that, yeah. And of course, on the financial performances. Yeah, that's important too, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yearly, uh, twice a year, we, we, we keep it up over the last uh, 35 years or so. Wow, it's yeah. a long time. In terms of clients, I know you work with a lot of brands across all the industries, I believe. Automotive, you name it, you work with different brands. Is that right? Yeah, it's, uh, we have the retail fit out where you do many fashion brands like Bulgari, Chanel, Dior, many, many others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, trade shows, again, it's sometimes uh, we are the official contractor and sometimes we just been appointed by aerospace clients especially we, 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 we tend to get quite a number of jobs yeah so what got you interested in this business in the beginning oh well <laughs> Uh, this uh, is is exciting time. Forty six years ago, when you know uh, Asia was, or especially we started off in Singapore, the trade show industry was still in its infancy. There were huge opportunities ahead. We can see that. However, Kingsman did not focus solely on trade shows. We were from day one. We were also focusing on the uh, retail and uh, office fit-ups. Yeah. That was equally important from day one. Mm-hmm. And we ran in parallel. So as a result, one complements the other. Yeah. 
that helped you during COVID, I'm sure, as well. Yeah, and and uh, event, and later, about 25 years uh, ago, thereabout, we begin to do museum fit-out. Mm. You know, specialist display and museum. That's equally important too. And 12, 15 years ago, was the theme park. So we have something like four different areas of focus. Mm-hmm. Are there any people thinking back through your career, like mentors that you had that kind of helped you? I always believe that it is a lifelong learning. Our life is a journey. And at any time, you just got to read what is uh, books like from good to great. Yeah. You know, and so on. Uh, So you get inspirations from good books. You get inspirations from... uh, successful companies and you you look at the examples of more developed uh, societies uh, from Europe from America and from there I did derive inspirations from different sources I would say yeah what advice would you give to your younger self starting out or earlier in your career if there is a chance to turn back the pages yeah well you know i was very idealistic in terms of providing quality in design quality in production and quality in after sales service mm. uh, without focusing on the percentage be more scientific about the percentage you need to to be uh, on your bottom line for example the resources that you utilize, for example. So, um, but we survived. We were, we have been uh, profitable every single year. Could have been better if I were <laughs> <laughs> to be more scientific. Yeah. I would say. Okay. That's the only thing. But we are happy that we have remained true to our belief in yeah. providing good jobs, good quality and be very friendly to different stakeholders. Yeah, makes sense. So I know you have made lots of contributions to the industry and and impacted many people throughout the world with your experience and your talks and and, uh, your involvement in various industry associations. And uh, what would you say has been your number one achievement through all of that? To, to me, the friends that I have made all over, both private and in business, that's something that, you know, yeah. is bigger than what money can, can, can buy. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I, I enjoy having good relations with the people in the same industry as well as the clients, as well as uh, within our group of uh, leaders, you know. Yeah. I appreciate the relationships that I have with uh, good folks and people yeah. like you. Thank <laughs> you. I, I was thinking back last night, years ago, uh, you had given me a cashmere wool scarf that I still have. And now that I live in Ohio, I have plenty of opportunity to wear it when it's cold. So. But no, I think it's a great point. We have been blessed to get to work with so many different people like yourself, 
around the world and get to know people and see what their lives are like and how they do things differently in the same, how they think differently and you learn from one another. I think that's been a really interesting part of my Yes, people career. today, you know, you know there's a, they talk about work-life balance, work-life integration. Yeah. But the people in the face-to-face marketing communication, people in trade shows, we are actually the, the originators of uh, work-life uh, integration. <laughs> 27, we are on call, you know. Yeah. And, and we have a definitive time to produce what uh, a miracle and to be open within yeah. a fixed time, within a fixed, yeah. fixed date. And there's no escape. You just have to do it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, once you get over that, uh, you want to have a good time with your friends with you, who, who together make it happen. Yeah. You know? And that's why we talk about uh, work-life balance, work-life integration. We all have it. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Maybe not too much money that we are we are in the industry make, but uh, basically a happy bunch, you know. That's true. Well, that's good advice to people thinking about getting in this this kind of industry, right? People do have fun. The, I think, like we were talking about yesterday, people stay in the industry or they get out soon. You're either going to like it or you're not going to be a lifer. One, one of the wonderful aspects of this industry is that it evolves. Marketing communication and the means of marketing communication evolves. And today, especially in the digital age, there is a lot of whole new element. But face-to-face marketing communication will integrate all the new technologies into the package and we are still the master of pulling every aspect of the mix together yeah and and utilize what is available out there yeah but it will never replace face-to-face you know mm-hmm. marketing communication face-to-face marketing communication will always be there because it's like you would prefer to go to a restaurant have dinner have a nice drink have with friends for a chat rather than just all the time uh, eating at home we have choices yeah. and therefore the face-to-face experience is important mm-hmm. true well good uh ben i want to thank you for your time today on the global exhibitor podcast it's been a, a few years in the making for me to be able to get to to do this interview but I'm, i appreciate your time today so thanks for joining me thank you jeff very good to talk to you thanks we like to remind people that all business is conducted within the context of culture So each episode provides insights to help marketers understand the cultures they're trying to reach and strategies for building bridges across cultural divides. If you like the Global Exhibitor podcast, please share it with others, subscribe to it, and rate it on iTunes. We greatly appreciate the feedback. Please also check out our website and blog at www.globalexhibitor.com. And finally... If you or someone you know would make an interesting guest on this podcast, please let us know by sending an email to guest at globalexhibitor.com. And until next time, thank you for listening.